Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Friday, September 10th, 2021. It's a little bit after 2 UTC as we're starting to record here. I am Sam Minter, and Yvonne Bo is back today. Welcome back, Yvonne. Back! I'm back. I'm as he back. yells and completely blows out the microphone. Thank you there. <laughs> I, am, I am not yelling. You want me to yell? Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, um... Our agenda, right up front, we're going to have three main segments. We're going to do our usual but first segment where we each talk about, like, whatever little miscellaneous random thing is on our mind. Um, and then we are going to have a full pandemic session. We will have a session. pandemic section on various pandemic-related um, developments because they're always pandemic. They're always <laughs> I know. I uh, this is this whole talking thing. It's getting harder and harder. I mean, I'm about to turn fifty, you know. So right. I know you turned fifty last. Yeah, well, earlier this year, February. Um, yeah, and and so you know, I don't have to like talk intelligibly anymore. I can like, bleh, 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 and it's fine. It fits, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it fits. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we we will have a section on the pandemic, uh, various additional developments. We have Biden doing new federal vaccine mandates where he can. Um, I've got like updates on what we're doing in terms of my son in school, just generally school reopenings and how they're going. And I don't know what else. There's always more stuff. Uh, so we'll talk about pandemic stuff. And then we're going to have a lightning round. Here I go talking again. Talking, talking. Around? Round? What am I saying? We will have a lightning round uh, where Yvonne and I will both pick two two short topics that we will keep to 10 minutes each. Uh, and we will use the timer for that. Um, and I will use the timer. Uh, this isn't my topic, but I just wanted to say my yeah you know, a, a few episodes ago we talked about the timers i got ivana timer i had the exact same kind of timer i used it mine has stopped working um what and i what, what happened I, well i don't well i think i tried changing the batteries because i'm like maybe the battery's just low or whatever and i changed the batteries and that didn't really help as far as i can tell what's happening is the little plastic colored thing that turns is just getting stuck on the surface of the glass it, that it protects it. And so it's not turning properly. And uh, maybe you could try to pull it up I, and, uh, a little bit. I have tried a whole bunch of different things, but like what I ended up doing, like after I tried a whole bunch of things and none of them worked reliably, like sometimes I could get it to work for a little bit, but then it would stop again. And that's no good, right? So I, I said, okay, fine. I'm going to order a di another one. And I'm going to order a different brand. Yeah, let's get more timers. More timers. I need lots and lots of I, I got I to gotta find that mouse timer again. I don't know where it went. Yeah. Right. Where, but yeah. this new, that's what I was going to. But I found this other one. It was. It basically looked exactly the same. Big, like seven and a half inch timer. Big circle. Okay. Round thing that you turn. So I got that, but then I received it and I opened it up and I'm like, where are the batteries? Where do I put in the batteries? And then I realized, oh, this one's a big one that looks like the other one, but it's not battery powered, which means you wind you it up. You wind it. Nice. And it ticks. And I love so it. I'm like, I can't use that for the podcast. It ticks. 
well, we feel like 60 minutes. Yeah, maybe it, it can tick. It's fine. It's ticking. Deal with it. Just like you're probably dealing with, once again, me having a beep in the background. Yeah, so... You know, speaking of yeah. beeps, okay, you know, a few things, eventful things happen. You know, we had a fire in our building. Oh, okay, let, let's you let's know? do, you, you want to do your, your butt first, are you about your fire and stuff? I'll start, I'm, sure. st- I'm setting mean, well, the, well, I'll I'm start, setting the well, timer, a couple of things that I'm happen. setting the timer for 15 minutes for your section of the butt first starting now. Well, well first, well, first thing is, you know, for, 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 you know, first we had the fire. Yes. Okay, so Sunday uh, night. Uh, I'm sitting in my son's bedroom, and we live in a condo building. It's a two-story building. And uh, there are, in this building, uh, how many units? Uh, Three. uh, Wait, let me count. Uh, There's two. Be careful, your brain doesn't start a fire. 16 units in this building. Okay, yeah. Okay? And so, uh, it's a low-rise building. It's, It's two stories. And so there, it isn't like, you, you know, you know, you access the units pretty directly. Like to our unit, there's a stairwell that leads directly to our door. So it's not like I, have, I share an entryway with others. Some of the people in, this, in the center part of the building, they do share an entryway with about four other units. But then there's a, there's, uh, there's four outer units and there's, you know, the, and then there's eight inner mm-hmm. units. Okay. So, um, so I'm sitting in my son's bedroom. And all of a sudden, the fire alarm goes off, okay, in the building. And it's a central fire alarm system in the building. And, you know, we've had the fire alarm go off before by, you know, because of a false alarm or something, whatever. I mean, that happens. It hadn't happened in a long time. Uh, but, but, you know, it could have been a false alarm or whatever. So, but, you know, look, every time, even if I think it may be a false alarm or whatever, I said, look, let's go, everybody, let's. You can't assume it's shoes, a false let's alarm. Let's get out, you know. That would be dumb. No, no, I ne- never assume that it's, a, I've never, I never assume it's a false alarm, you know, so we all just got ready and we, you know, we headed out of the building to check to see what was going on. And so I headed out first, you know, one on Manu were behind me, they're putting their shoes and they're coming out. And I walk outside and I walk, I'm on the uh, west side of the building. And so I walk, walk towards the, you know, towards the center, towards the east side of the building to see what's going on. And I see smoke. And I'm like, well, that's not a false alarm. And I see smoke and I see a lot of smoke. Yeah. Okay. And so um, I go and it's uh, the first floor unit on the east side. So I'm like on unit 207. Below me is number 107. Okay. And um, and then over there, it, it's uh, it was unit uh, 101. Okay. Uh, now the numbering there, there's eight units because they skip numbers along the way. Okay. All right. It's a very funky oh, thing. Okay. It's like really weird. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, so actually, no, what am I doing? There are 12 <laughs> units. Not counting so- is not your forte here. Anyway, apparently. no, that there, it's not one Oh seven. It's like really weird. Yeah. You know, but they did skip a number, but the thing is, yeah, they skipped it. So it wound up being there's six instead of seven. That's right. Exactly. Okay. So there aren't seven units. So I, I go over there and I get down there and uh, I see smoke. I see a lot of smoke. Um, so uh, I check, you know, the, the system automatically calls 911. Um, so uh, I knew that inside, they always inside five minutes, the response time is pretty quick that they, they, they're going to be here. So uh, 
I walk towards the unit, see what's going on. People are coming out of the unit. I see the I see the smoke pouring out of the front door, and I see that the fire sprinklers are just just they're they're blasting water in there. Okay, all right. So the so the sprinkler the sprinkler heads definitely popped, and there 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 is you know they're they're going and they're blasting water inside the inside the unit. Fire department showed up, um, pretty quick. They check and they see. Oh yeah, that's pretty intense in there still. You know, it's still not out. Okay, it wasn't intense because the fire, the fire suppression system, done its job, but it wasn't out. Out. So they had to open. You know, connect to the fire hydrant, plug in the the the. You know, the, they they run the water through the fire truck that has a pump, and then out into the uh in in there, and they you know they 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 stopped the fire uh, uh, eventually. Um. It seems it was, uh, I actually can't, don't know what the source of the fire is. Originally, somebody told me that it was a kitchen fire, and then I saw that it wasn't. It was something in the living room started the fire, and basically the the living area was uh, consumed pretty badly. Um, but uh, but nobody, nobody was hurt. Good, good. Um, you know, uh, so everybody was fine. Um, you know, we were able to get back in the building probably about 45 minutes later. Uh, but you know, but they're, they're doing, you know, I mean, I had to, since I'm president of the association, you know, so I went and I, I had the fire, you know, the fire system company had to come out, you know, I had to make sure to uh, call our property manager, make sure a restoration company had come out and other people, whatever, because, the the condo association is responsible for everything up to the paint. So if if the 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 drywall and inside and what's inside the walls, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. It's association okay. responsibility, and the association carries insurance for that. So in the case of something like that, where the walls were on fire and everything, whatever, we have to go in first and we have to to dry out all that drywall and whatever needs to be replaced, we we will go in and replace it. We have to change the sprinkler heads because three of them popped and so therefore you need the sprinkler heads replaced. You know, you need to make sure the fire system is back, you know, work in order. You need to make sure that all that happens. So therefore I, you know, talk to our property manager and the security and they got all that, uh, you know, all that work squared away, and they were taking care of it, and so we were able to get back into, into the house, like, uh, you know, forty five minutes later. But, yeah, but one of the people inside uh, told me that uh, it was a pretty scary scene for her. Uh, unbeknownst, you know, unbeknownst to her, they had illegally rented her a room. She didn't know that it was illegal, so she was in one of the rooms. The people that rented to her the room. The moment the fire started, they didn't tell her that there was a fire, and they left. <coughs> they left the place, okay. And her room was in the back, okay. So all of a sudden, smoke started pouring into her room, and she almost got overcome by the smoke. And she basically she had to crawl down on her knees, crawl out of the place because the smoke was so bad. So it it, it was it could we could have had somebody. Uh, Hopefully, because the fire department got here so quick, uh, you know, and they made sure and checked that everybody was safe and whatever, that uh, it wouldn't have gotten to where this person would have been hurt. Thank God, but uh, but it was, uh, you know, uh, it, it. I mean, it, it got to be a pretty dangerous situation, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, but but everything's fine. So that was my Sunday adventure. 
Last week also, I got a cold. So aside from being still a little bit, uh, I, 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 you know, I, I think there is a sense of uh, emotions going through when, you know, I, I, I wind up losing my job. Okay. And so I, I, I wasn't, you know, I, I was, I was, I was still like struggling with it a little bit, mm. but I also picked up a cold. Manu had gotten a cold. We had all had gotten to go get COVID tested because Manu had a cold for about four or five days. They all came back negative. And then about a day or two after Manu got better, I got the cold. And so I was like coughing, sneezing, whatever. And, um, you know, and uh, I, I don't know. It was just, uh, I didn't have no fever or anything like that. But it, it, I was just, it, and I didn't really feel, uh, I didn't feel sick. But I was very congested, and I felt a little bit lethargic. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so you know, I, I wasn't feeling that great. And also, I was just my head. I, I needed some rest. I, it, it'd been a very uh, intense week uh, because ever since I found out I didn't have a job, I basically I hadn't really stopped working because I basically uh, had spent the whole week, you know, calling, finding, doing. Um, I, I want to make sure to resolve everything I can get uh, resolved as quickly as possible. So I, I've made a lot. I, I've already, I mean, at this point right now, I guess it's only been like two weeks. I've already been to like four interviews or something like that already because I started moving pretty quick about this. I yeah, you're moving rapidly. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving rapidly on this. And uh, yeah, I think that we're looking, um, I, I'm pretty optimistic that by next month I will be uh, reemployed. Okay, so that's, that's. Uh, okay. So good, that, good, so good. that, so that's the good thing. I mean, I, I really. Moved. But last week, but last week you were just wiped. Last week I was just wiped, and even though I, I, I believe that on Thursday I already found out from one person that you know I was I was starting this process that that's that I'm working on right now in order to probably hopefully be be on this job uh, pretty quickly. I mean, I already got some very positive feedback about it and whatever, um, you know. So. Um, uh, and it seems like it's a really good fit. Once I get on the job, I will tell everybody where the hell it is that I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I, I, I get there. I don't want to jinx myself, but, but, you know, it, it's, it's, it's moving along at a, at unlike a, me who I, I'm always coy about where I actually work. Although anybody with half a brain can figure yeah, it out. It takes two seconds to, to, but I, I, I will, <laughs> I, I will, uh, I will say where the hell I wind up, uh, at when, when I, it starts, but it's been, you know, but thankfully, uh, you know, I had a lot of support from a lot of people. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I called a whole bunch of people to try to get support in order to get, uh, get, get, get a job. And a lot of people have been trying to help out. Um, you know, so that that's been good. I'm also, I also work with an outplacement agency as well. They, they hired a, an executive outplacement firm and I've been like really working a lot with them in terms of, uh, refining my resume but also a pretty interesting thing that I that I'm seeing I, I'd read a lot about this but I hadn't really like dove into it because I wasn't really in a super active job search recently but a lot on how to optimize your resume mm. to to um get through these filters from applicant tracking systems that are used a lot right now for for jobs and to basically it's kind of like a search engine optimization but like for your resume okay right and so i've been like diving head into this in order to uh tweak and adjust you know my resume my linkedin my everything in order to do that 
And it, 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 it's, it's quite time consuming. So I've been doing that, uh, the last couple of days. I mean, I, I had done a list of a pretty, you know, one thing, look, job search basics 101. And actually the, the, the outplacement agency said to do these things, but I had already done them by the time I read them there. You know, you, you first, you go down, you go through your contacts, you make a list of companies, you make a list of people that you know in order to call them. Okay. All right. And then you start going through that list and you start jotting down, you know, who did you contact? What did you, you know, where did you apply? Whatever, follow up and so forth and whatever. It's a process. It's just like a job. And so basically every day since then, I have been, you know, day and night basically just working on this. Now I paused a little bit on, on on some of the dialing for more people, number one is it's not like I, I stopped it, but one is because I'm I'm progressing on these interviews in this in this one job, but it's more because I saw that I think I needed to, even though I had a pretty good resume and the resume reviewers told me that it is pretty good, and some other people looked at it and so forth. The optimization part is needed, and so I I did pause on like uh, sending it out more like right now until. I, I did this optimization. There is a, a site that I was using that actually you can load your resume and they'll score it against the kind of job you're applying to see if the system okay. will if it'll get through the filters, basically. Okay. Right. It's called jobscan.co. Okay, the one that I'm using. And, and just like right just now. to be clear, the reason is that companies get so many damn resumes. Right. It's not like the first stage is a human looking at it. Exactly. These things, these things go through automated systems that just scan looking for keywords yeah. and based on the presence or absence of keywords will either pass your resume along to an actual human being to look at or will just trash it. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Exactly correct. And so therefore, this is what 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 I'm going on over here. And I looked at, uh, for example, there was this one resume that I was using for certain jobs, right? Which a resume that a human was looking at it and said, this is a pretty good resume. But when I run it through this against the jobs that are really uh, against my skills that should be a good match, it comes up at a 31% match rate. Mm. And what they say is a good rate should be 80% and above. So, and it gives you a list of what it is that it's like missing. So I've got to figure out how to hell to incorporate that without doing some of the cheats that I heard that some people have been doing. I heard, I heard that some people were doing this thing where in order to put in all the buzzwords and things, you know, I called it like buzzword bingo. The guy laughed. He said, listen, I heard that there were, there were people putting in all of these keywords hidden in the mm-hmm. document in like, in like letters that you in like a in like a font color that you couldn't read, so that way the resume would get picked up by the applicant tracking system and then would get you know pushed up. And, but it was because they were like, bing bang, bing, because they were like you know playing you know playing the system, and so right. So I don't know. So I've been working on that. I'm like right now. I'm, I'm you know at this point I will say that I am. Uh, I'm feeling pretty relaxed about this, like right now. Uh, I'm feeling good, pretty relaxed good. for a couple of reasons. Number one is, you know, because I've been making, I, I've been able to make good progress. But number two is that I, I at first, I, I, I panic a little bit about, you know, what's going on or whatever finances. You know, basically, you know, at some point, paychecks will stop coming and whatever. But the truth is that look, we we have enough savings that this shouldn't be a concern. I, 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 I think I, I, you know, I get overly concerned about it. But the truth is that there, there, we. We have more than enough that even if this, like, for some reason would stretch out, 
some, you know, unreasonable period of time, uh, you'll be okay. We're, we're not, well, we're going to be okay. We're not, you know, we're not, we're, we're not going to be, you know, you know, yeah, I'm not going, you know, like I did. I canceled my, I, I canceled this trip to Disney that I planned with my son because obviously it wasn't like the best moment to be spending that kind of money. Okay, great. So I canceled Disney, but nobody's going to be missing school, medications, food, housing, a car, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, stuff that is like needed for a day. Nobody's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more cutting back on splurges, you know, than, you know, anybody needing anything, okay? You know, so it, it's just, you know, it's just good a good time to be prudent right now and just make sure mm-hmm. that, you know, we get through through this and, um, you know, but but uh, I'm optimistic that uh, it's looking positive right now that uh, that I, I should be able to to be uh, on something next week. And so, so you know, the, the stress, I, I'm, I'm, honestly, there was so much stress at my job, I will say, like this year, that honestly, it's just kind of like a relief also to not have to deal with the that shit mm. <laughs> in a certain extent. So, yeah, you know, right. It, it's it's a, there's also I got to the point where I'm just ah, thank God, you know. So so anyway, you know so so anyway so that's that's it, that, that's how that's uh, things are going. So you know we had a fire. We had the job. We had the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anything else happened? I mean, no, no. We didn't crash or anything. So knock on wood. No, everything else was fine. I think uh, we okay. went to, um, over the weekend, we went to the science museum. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Always always a good thing, a science museum. They're always fun. Mm-hmm. Manu loves the science museum. We have a we have a fantastic new science museum. I think I mentioned it before, but the new science museum in Miami is just is. I mean, I, I said I read that it's ranked right now as one of the best in the world. It's really, it's really awesome, and Manu really lo- likes it very much. Uh, the aquarium is is quite uh, is quite cool, um, and uh, they, but all the science exhibits as well. He really. Like especially all the uh, they have a really cool uh, air, aerospace air and stuff or whatever with a whole bunch of interactive stuff to do and he really likes going so therefore there you go so all right so now now you've gone over by several minutes so now it's my turn okay so now it's your turn <laughs> okay so I, I just wanted to tell a little bit of a tech related story and then maybe I'll tell a finger related story but we we shall see oh my uh, god the finger. D- Depending if there's time on the figure, but I wanted to start with a tech thing, um, which is, you know, I originally started a blog in like 2003. Like if I was going to say, like, if you were, Jesus Christ, this thing's got to be like, I think I have a blog somewhere out there. I haven't touched it in like forever as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm looking, uh, the first blog post on Applesmay.com was July, 2003. I had Applesmay.com even before then, but it had a different format. It wasn't a blog. It just had some other stuff on it that I manually put up. But as of July 2003, I made the homepage of Applesmay.com a blog. Because that was okay. the big thing back in 2003, for yes, those of you who the, remember. The, the blogs! The blogs! Yeah, the blogosphere. And I was like, I want in on that. I want to write some stuff and put it online and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, here it is. I found my blog. Okay, here we go. Yes, oh, nice, it's still there. Nice. My last update was June 2013. Very nice. Um, 
Uh, you want to give the URL? <laughs> I, I don't uh, even know if I've seen this thing, Yvonne. I'm pretty sure you have. Uh, okay. What the hell is the URL? I am bou.wordpress.com. There you go. Uh, I'm bringing it up right now. I am bou.wordpress.com. Oh, protests in Brazil from June 2013. Nice. Nice. Yes. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm not sure I've seen this thing. It's got three posts total. Yes. The, my new blog, Apple, Google, and innovation and protests in Brazil, all three from June, 2013. <laughs> as you can see, I no quickly, since then. <laughs> as you can see, I pretty quickly, like, you know, uh, got bored of the blog. Anyway, I started the blog in July, 2003. And at the time. And at the time, I had to choose what technology to put the blog on. And, you know, I looked around at what was available, and there were a number of blogging platforms out there at the time. Um, one of them was WordPress, uh, mm -hmm. which you just mentioned on yours. Um, but I picked a different one. And I, I forget. Look, it was 2003. I forget exactly the reasons why I picked the other one. I honestly think it probably had to do with the fact that um, WordPress was in PHP and this other thing was in Perl and I, I knew some Perl and I didn't really know PHP at the time. And back then you had to install the software manually and you had to dig around in settings and if you customized, you were messing in, in it and stuff like that. So like it mattered a little bit, like what was the technology underlying it, right? Um, but so I chose this thing called P-Machine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was like, okay, this is cool. I can get this set up. I set it up. Well, I by the way, it. can I can I also say yes. that I'm looking through your blog and you're giving me shit about my 2013 three post. I mean, all of these are just, you posted a show. Well, like, let, I, let me get to that. Let me get to that. <laughs> Uh, back in back in 2003, 2004, 2005, back in the 2000s, um, I did real blogging. Like I would post pictures of my family yes, and myself yes. and things that I would do. And I would post like my thoughts on one topic or another. I never really got into the real habit of doing real sort of article like blog posts on a regular basis. But, you know, I would try every once in a while would be my thoughts on things, a few paragraphs, links to stuff, whatever. Um, you know, and, and, and that continued for a while. Um, and I'll, I'll get back to the main thing in a second, but, um, you know, roughly speaking at a certain point, Twitter happened. Okay. Ah. And, you know, I'd, I'd probably, you know, not, I'd probably slowed down a bit on blogging before that anyway, but Twitter absolutely killed it. Right. Cause the main thing that I used my blog for was to highlight articles I saw online and maybe give a, you know, a paragraph or something about my thoughts on the article. Right. Aside from when I posted like, you know, pictures or something, um, and, and, and episodes of this podcast. Um, so like once I started Twitter, first of all, I had a, a real bug up my ass about making sure that if I posted something on Twitter, I still had a copy somewhere that I could control. Uh, so I, I, I see that you were, you were pu putting your tweets on, 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 on the blog. Right. Right. Uh, so that I had a plugin that I installed that would 
on a daily basis, go out and suck in all my tweets and post them to my own blog. Okay? Suck in your tweets. Suck in your tweets. Yes. Suck is that in a, my is that, a, is that a technical term? It's a very technical term. Okay. Anyway, and I had that. And so then, <laughs> then my blog became 100% these daily posts of my tweets. Um, and that went on for years. Um, and then at some point, that plugin broke. Now, the first time it broke, I was actually able to figure out a way to fix it. But then later it broke again. And that time I was like, I am not dealing with this. I won't, I, I, I can't, I don't have time. I'm not going to it, It's not true. Exactly. It's not worth, it's not and worth And so I'm just like, fuck it. It's done. I'm no, I'm no longer doing that sort of post all my tweets thing on my blog. It's kind of stupid anyway. Um, now, I still want my own copy of all my stuff. So I do every few months. Can't you months, download it? Right. Yeah. I was going to say every few months, I do the thing where you go into the Twitter settings and ask for a complete dump of all your stuff. They package up a zip file and you can download it. And it, it actually comes with a nice little web interface. So like it's a local file, but you can bring it up and you can go by month and day and see your tweets from that day and stuff. So every few months I'll do that just so that like, right. Just so like if, if Twitter disappears tomorrow, I'll still have like my history of tweets. Okay. Yeah. I'm Not, seeing that it was sometime in late 2019 when that, that finally broke and you were like, okay, yes. I'm done. Exactly. You can tell because my, uh, uh, I have on my website, uh, the archives by month and it has a little number in parentheses of how many posts went. And you can see like, there's suddenly from July, 2019 to July, 2019, it drops from 30 down to like four right. because instead of a daily post, it's now a weekly post for the podcast basically. Right. Yep. Um, and, and so, that ended, and then from that point forward, my blog has basically had nothing but the announcements of the weekly show for the podcast. Um, and uh, so it, um, you know, there's nothing else there. Like once or twice a year, I'll post something else there. Um, but my what I actually wanted to talk about that's just sort of color on my blog, okay? Which I don't know, but the the original P Machine software that I used that I started in 2003 a few years later got discontinued. Okay. And there was a, I think it was expression engine is the company that, uh, is the, is the like replacement software. Um, and I'm just checking to make sure I got that right. Um, yeah. Expression engine. Uh, if you go to their site, expressionengine.com, it's like the best open source CMS, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that replaced P machine, but they discontinued P machine. Um, and so for a while I was continuing to, to use P machine anyway, cause you could still use it. You downloaded the software, uh, you ran it on your own server. You weren't dependent on them. It just, it just continued to work. Um, but at some point I was like, look, I am running on obsolete software. Um, and at some point that's going to be a problem and it's no longer getting updates. It's getting kind of janky and old looking. I will upgrade my blog to WordPress because clearly like P machine completely lost that battle. WordPress, WordPress was still going strong and is good and is heavily used by lots of people today. Um, and so I figured, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll switch over to that. Okay. Um, and so. In 2009, I decided to do that switchover. 
or maybe it was 2000. I think it was 2009, middle, middle of 2009. I decided to do that. I wanted to be on my new hosting platform before my son was born. I did it while my wife was pregnant. Okay. Um, I remember this. And so I think middle of the summer of 2009, I switched over to WordPress. Now at the time I was like, okay, I should migrate all my P machine stuff to WordPress. Because, you know, WordPress is old, it's unsupported, at some point it's going to die. Okay? Um, and But then I looked up, like, I, I was looking for instructions or tutorials on how to do that migration, and there were two problems. One, that WordPress would lose all my old links. Like, you know, and, you know, and I, I sort of cared, like, if there was a link to my old blog post wanted it to still work. There were a few things that got occasional traffic, not much, but you know, I was like, I want to preserve that. And like, if you just migrated all the content into the, the new software, um, they would all, all the old posts would have new links, you know, that did the, did whatever URL scheme WordPress had for links instead of whatever P machine had. Right. Um, and the second thing was the instructions I found were annoyingly complicated. It was like a multi-step process where first you had to export the database and then you had to run a script to transform the database into an old version of WordPress. And then you had to run something else to translate it from the old version of WordPress to the current version of WordPress. And like it, you printed out the instructions were like five or six pages long. And I'm like, I don't have time. For you know, this you know what that reminds me, it reminds me like the, uh, you know, back then, like around, this was around 2009. I think you mentioned mm -hmm. that uh, I, I had uh, for work, they gave me a Samsung Galaxy blackjack phone. And the instructions to, oh, I needed an OS update. And the instructions were just like you described, three pages, like like that. And it said something about downloading, unzipping, doing cable. And I was like, yeah, so that's, that's a very similar experience. You know, I, I basically looked at this thing and said, this will take me fucking forever. Exactly. Right. I was you like, know? yeah. And, and, and so what I did instead was I said, you know, screw it. I will make the old blog and the new blog live in parallel. I'll keep the old one running. I'll install the new one. Everything before July 20, uh, before July 2009 will be on the old thing and everything after will be on the new thing. Or I, I think the boundary was between July and August. I made, I made sure to change it a month boundary too. So it went, the old one went up through July 2009. The new one started August 2009. And so I made that. And so I had the new art, you know, the new archive of my blog and the old stuff and the old stuff was all still there I would click over. And so it still worked, but it was sort of like two sites sort of Frankenstein together. Okay. Okay. Well, a few years ago, P machine actually completely stopped working. Okay. Because basically it relied on an old version. I guess it was PHP. It wasn't Perl after all. I, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, it, re, it relied on an old version of software that was no longer supported by my hosting provider, was no longer getting secure updates, blah, 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 blah. And so it just started breaking. You know, it just like you went to any of those old archive pages and you just get a None of them would work. Oh, okay. None of. And, and so, and again, I'm sort of like, I don't have time to deal with this. And so for actually the last like two, maybe even three years, everything before 2009 on my blog has just been gone. 
So all of that history, all of the posts about whatever was going on in, you know, 2003 through 2009, it was just gone. Not like anybody was looking for this stuff, by the way, just to be clear, like no one but me would probably ever go looking for this stuff, except maybe you when we're having like a conversation like this, right? Um, but like, it's not like this was getting traffic or anything, but I still was like, ah, there's, there's all this old history that's just gone. And, you know, I'm, I'm almost out of my 15 minutes, but I'm going to go over cause you went over, damn it. Um, but the, <laughs> I, I, and I went looking a few months back for the old instructions that I'd saved off on how to do this migration. And I couldn't find them. I swear I had saved them off locally on my computer because I knew they might disappear off the internet, but I couldn't find them on my computer. They probably are buried deep somewhere on my computer, but I couldn't find it. And I couldn't find anything on the internet that was still valid or relevant. Like there were a few places that had like used this script and a link and the link was broken. And it's like, okay, thank you so much. Um, but I found one place online that would do CMS migrations from P machine to WordPress. How much did they charge? Well, let, let me, let me get to that. So, and this is the thing, like there are lots of places that do CMS migration, but I only found one that explicitly mentioned this particular piece of software, which I mentioned it's, it stopped working like three years ago, but they stopped supporting it like in 2005 or something. Okay. So this thing is ancient history. Okay. Um, but I found it, they mentioned it. Uh, I, there's my time, but I'm going over. Um, and it, yeah, so I contacted them, um, and said, you know, how much will this cost me? And they asked me a few questions and blah, blah, blah. Um, 250 bucks. That's not bad. I'm like, okay, done deal. Like, yeah, you know, cause here's the it. deal. Like, I know I will never have the time to do this myself. You know, it's just, if I left it up to me, it is just never going to happen. And I, you know, and I'll feel bad about it forever. And five years from now, 10 years from now, this company and no, it, probably no company will offer this kind of migration. Yeah, and yeah, I'd have yeah. To, get it done. And I'd have do to it. fire, I'd, ha I'd have to hire somebody to like do some sort of custom stuff, or I'd have to figure it out myself by like digging into the database schemas and stuff. And like I said, I am never going to do that. I'm sure it's not actually that super hard, but I was not. It, it happened. I paid them for it and I will give them a plug. It is profprojects.com. Um, and they do uh, CMS vibrations of various sorts. Um, and, and they do, they know. probably have all the tools already written so long yeah, or whatever. Exactly. They just, they just probably just click a couple of buttons, run this thing, whatever here, voila, you're done. Here you exactly. go. Exactly. And you. they may not have done this particular migration in a decade, but if they wrote right. all the tools, they were ready to go. Right. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. and there was some back and forth. There was one thing that came out a little bit wonky, but they fixed it as soon as I pointed it out and stuff like that. Um, and so now my five on applesmay.com is all merged together. It goes smoothly from 2003 all the way up to the present. Uh, and so all that history is there again. Uh, I'll, I'll mention that, um, you know, I, 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 I like, you know, I know nothing about these folks, right. Other than their website. And they came up in my Google search and they were the only ones I, I found that offered this particular thing in a way that I could 
that was obvious from the Google search. There's probably others out there if you looked more, but this is the one I found. Um, but, uh, I, you know, when I, uh, they, in, in order to do everything they needed to do, I needed to give them some permissions on my web server temporarily. I gave them the permissions after doing all the appropriate backups in case they were a scam and were going to screw me. Um, <laughs> they weren't. Well, they were going to steal all that valuable I information. Know. Well, you know, they, I mean, they they could have gone on the black market with all of that. And, oh, my God. They could have made a killing, Sam. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, they could have done something. I, who knows? You know? But anyway, um, uh, you know, I know they they produced a you know a, a little login notification that I got when they logged in. It it seems like they're based out of Armenia, which is fine. You know, great. I don't care. Armenia is great. Thank you, Armenia. Thank you, Prof Projects. Um, and uh, anyway, I appreciated the the service, and I'm all happily migrated right now. Yay! So, and I, I know this is a long story that nobody really cares about, probably, but I, I figured, like, you know, this is something that I was excited about. Like, all of the, the dead history, because this old software stopped working, is now revived. Yay! There you go. And I guess, um, should I reveal this now or should I wait? Hmm. Okay. Oh boy. The big reveal. <laughs> I, I, I have, uh, so th this is for you curmudgeons corners fans. This is not complete yet. It is a work in progress. So please keep this in mind. I mentioned that the only thing on my blog for a long time is just the announcements of the curmudgeons corner posts. Um, this is not a state I want to keep it in. Like, the curmudgeon's corner deserves its own place, okay? And right now, if you go to curmudgeons-corner.com, uh, it just redirects to my website, filtered, so it only shows the curmudgeon's corner posts. And frankly, it, it only shows the curmudgeon's course the curmudgeon's corner posts since that transition, because the, the name of the category was different when I was on P-Machine. Um, but... But I have been working in stealth mode for a few months now on a new Curmudgeon's Corner website. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it, wow. It is not complete because the episodes before the last couple years, I have to do some work to get the formatting right. So I'm actually having to go through sort of one episode at a time correcting the metadata so it displays properly on the new site. So, but but it's got the complete archive of the show from the very beginning. Uh, if you want to see it, go to curmudgeons-corner.com slash n-i-n-d-e-x dot html. No, dot php, dot php. <laughs> Let me do that again. If you, if you want to see a preview... Go to curmudgeons-corner.com slash n-i-n-d-e-x dot p-h-p. Um, and uh, you'll see our, our new preview website. Uh, I, I'm not going to flip over the main URL to this uh, until I have a little bit more of the archive formatted properly. Like You can go to the very first episode of Curmudgeons Corner on here in the archive. It's just the description and stuff won't show up correctly. But uh, anyway... There, there it is. Are, are, you, are you taking a look, Yvonne? Uh, no, not at the moment. I will wait. You will wait? No, no. Take a, take a damn oh, look. I've mentioned oh it on the God. show. Oh, God. 
Jesus. You Christ. have to look no, now. Isn't I had some stuff up that I was going to talk about on the you, show? You know, they have, you want... there's tabs. Oh, there's a thing called God. browser tabs. Fine, fine, fine. How do you spell that again? <laughs> Curmudgeons hyphen corner dot com dot com slash index 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 with an n in front of it for new index n-i-n-d-e-x dot oh okay n-i-n-d-e-x dot p-h-p okay here we go why the hell did you oh god i hate you google why did you is why did you go into a google search instead of opening the damn page do I have to send you a link, Yvonne? Come on, curmudgeon, kerma. You can't even spell the name of our own show. Dot com slash n in I sent you a link. HP. Oh God, yeah, I'll take the link. I think I misspelled it already twice. Here we go. There. Yay! Look at that. And so uh, it's got the current, the front page has the current episode highlighted. Then it's got the free previous five episodes. Uh, and then there, near the bottom, it has links to all the years since 2007. We've been doing this show that you can click through and see the full archive for any year. Like I said, uh, before 2018 or so, it's kind of wonky. I'm still working on it. And, you know, I was going to wait to even mention it until I'd finished all this, but I'm only making the progress of fixing like one or two months a week. So it's going to take me like many, many months before all the way back to 2007 is in good shape. So I figured I'd mention it. And, uh, it, you know, it's got uh, a little graph. And our first episode, just as I remember to everybody, as we have now like probably recorded, I don't know how long we have gone over right now. <laughs> our first episode was 21 minutes. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and now we can't shut the fuck up at this point. <laughs> yeah, if you if you go back and look at that episode one, the description just says Yvonne. Yeah, basically. Because I have to go back and fix that metadata. But, you know, anyway, it's there. It's cool. You can go back and look at all of our old episodes. Play anyone you want. Pick a year. Pick a month. And uh, and see what's there. So anyway, may maybe now that I mentioned it on the show, I actually will flip over the live URL. But like these old, uh, I, 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 it kind of bothers me that the old metadata isn't good yet. But, uh, you know, I'm fixing it as fast as I can. But I have to like hand tweak the RSS file for the podcast one episode at a time. And it's kind of annoying. So anyway, uh, yeah, there. I, I, I went over more than I thought I would. But enough. We will be back with pandemic stuff. Is that okay with you, Yvonne? Sure. Okay. Back after this. Do, do, do. Hello, this is Kendra Neural. I'm here to let you know about Sam the Curmudgeon's other podcasts, the Wiki of the Day podcasts. Wiki of the Day comes in three varieties, popular, random, and featured. Each highlights a new Wikipedia article each day. They just pick the articles differently. This week on Random Wiki of the Day, you would have heard this summary for 1999-2000 to 2000 Ottawa Senators' season. The 1999-2000 to 2000 Ottawa Senators' season was the eighth season of the Ottawa Senators of the National Hockey League, NHL. This season saw the Senators drop in the standings, as they finished with 95 points, down from the 103 they registered the previous season. They finished 2nd in the Northeast Division and 6th in the Eastern Conference. 
they qualified for the Stanley Cup playoffs for the fourth straight season. That's it. See. Fun, entertaining, and educational, right? Okay, now look for and subscribe to the Wiki of the Day family of podcasts on your podcast playing software of choice, or just go to wikioftheday.com to check out our archives. Now back to Curmudgeon's Corner. Do do do. Okay, we are back, and I've set a 30-minute timer for, um, yeah, for pandemic stuff. So, Yvonne, where do you want to start? We have uh, new mandates from Biden. We have school re- school openings and the spread of the pandemic with kids and vaccine resistance and, you know, vaccine resistors, all kinds of stuff. Where do you want to start? Uh, well, usually, usually. Usually, we start with segment, the segment with you giving us a oh, rundown of the want, numbers. You want you want stats? You want stats? Yes, of course. It's the first okay. thing that we do. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so I did. Uh, I, this hasn't been updated for today, so this is like one day old. But on a global basis, worldwide deaths per day had their most recent peak right at the end of August, and are dramatically falling again, uh, which is good. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've had the ups and downs and ups and downs, uh, you know, depending on how you count the peaks, uh, you, you get different numbers. Um, you know, the, the most obvious way to count the peaks on the worldwide graph, we're at one, two, three, four, five, six. We're coming down off our sixth peak since this thing started. Okay. Um, but uh, going down is good. Uh, cases down, deaths down, yay. Um, in the U.S., um, it also looks like um, we have we're, we're, we've taken the top of the most recent peak, and it seems like we're starting to head back down again. It's not as dramatic as it is on the worldwide basis, and I think we're slightly behind the worldwide trend by like maybe a week or so. Um, but it does look like the U.S. has crested in the most recent wave. Um, now, what does that mean in terms of, you know, yay, is it over? Uh, you know, at this point, I frankly don't think so. I'm comparing this year's global trend to last year's global trend. And the last couple of peaks are kind of lined up with where they were a year ago. Not exactly. They're a few weeks off. But... What that means is if we're starting some sort of annual cycle, then we're due for another one in the fall. (laughs) Now, that may or may not happen. That may or may not happen. But right now, the the mag... I think we're due for another cycle. I don't know the timeline, I I will say, because it it, it depends, obviously, on a lot of variables. But look, there was a recent article that I think we talked about a few weeks ago where... Um, I don't recall who wrote this at that point, but the main thing that they said is that this thing is probably will be with us. This pandemic will not be over for a couple of more years. Yeah. A, num- a number of people have said that. Expert, experts right. who you talk about, especially since, you know, forget about the lagging uh, vaccination rate in the U.S. To really kill this thing, you have to have fi- high vaccination rates worldwide. And we're a now, long way now, from that. 
now it's not like we haven't, you know, worldwide, there's been a lot of people vaccinated at this point. I was looking it's, at it's the up count. to about 25%. Yeah, it, 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 it it's, it's several billion vaccines have been deployed around the world. I mean, it's, I think it was the last number I looked at was like about 5.6 billion vaccine doses have been 5.63 billion shots uh, have been given. So that, I, that's I, the current I number right at now. The latest worldwide numbers for full for fully vaccinated the worldwide numbers for fully vaccinated um as of september 8th uh worldwide is 29.3 percent of the global population is now fully vaccinated there are 35 million doses being distributed a day I mean, that's a staggering number if you think about it. But, you know, the reality is that you had 35 million a day. It's still, still a long way to go until we get, you know, that that number of people that we need vaccinated at this point. Yeah. But, but you know, it, we're a long way from like a few months ago when we were talking about worldwide numbers. We were like, that's at 5%. We're fucked. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, but it's accelerated you know. significantly since then. But we still have a long way to go to like the numbers we need, especially since what we're, what we're seeing with Delta right now, and who knows what variant is next, but the estimates for the old version of the coronavirus were, you know, maybe 70, 80% of, uh, the population fully vaccinated or immune through natural causes, meaning people got the disease and recovered, uh, is probably going to be sufficient with in order to get to quote unquote herd immunity and get it to the point where the disease just can't spread exponentially anymore. And maybe you have like little outbreaks here and there, but not a big worldwide problem. Now with Delta, when people estimate that, they're at more like 90, 95%. And so we, we have like right now for those, those fully vaccinated worldwide numbers, um, I, I only have a selection of company countries up, so I'm not sure this is the best, but of the selection of countries I have up at the moment, the highest is Chile with at 72%. Right. Yep, yep. Um, and they're in, even they, they're clearly leveling off all, all of the various countries. And, you know, this is, this is expected. Like when you're trying to get to hundred percent, you sort of have a sigmoid shaped curve. That's what they call it. A sigmoid that starts out with exponential growth, then slows down and sort of reaches an asymptote over time. Um, you know, but it seems like a lot of countries, you know, you, U.S. started out way ahead and we're now completely mediocre middle of the pack compared to like other developed countries um, because of all this vaccine hesitancy and having trouble squeezing the last bits out of this. Because you had everybody who was excited and eager to get vaccinated. And now to get higher, you have to convince people. You have to go out there. You have to like do like the vaccine mandates and practically force people to do it, you know? Um, and so, you know, even the countries that are doing a lot better than us, you know, Chile, Canada, the UK, Israel, et cetera, they're all plateauing and having trouble squeezing out that last bit, but they're way ahead of us. We're still, we're still behind, but, um, yeah, but th so there's a, so the worldwide numbers are still on the accelerating curve, you know, worldwide seems to be getting you know it's still accelerating which is good but there's a long way to go and you can see why it's going to take years 
Well, you got like Israel and Portugal and some of those countries ahead of us. But look, let's not, let's not go crazy about talking about where the U.S. is. The U.S., you know, let me give you an example of countries like uh, behind us, like Saudi Arabia, Switzerland yeah. uh, has a lower vaccination rate than we do. Uh, you know, Japan has a lower vaccination rate than we do. It, you know, uh, Hong Kong, um, there's a lot of like also um, pretty uh, – big and wealthy countries that are also uh behind uh where we are um you know it's so it's you know it, it's very hard uh to get uh to get coverage and plus you know you got to remember that i think in the US probably more than i think that almost anywhere that i've seen um talking to people it's been so politicized in the US um and i i will say that you have vaccine skeptics in other countries, but not the poli- political dynamics that we have had in the U.S. with with us. Um, where you've got like, I mean, you've got we had we were sharing on our Slack over the last couple of months, uh, right wing radio host after radio host after radio host that basically <laughs> uh, kept. Yeah. Uh, uh, railing against vaccines and then dropping dead from COVID. Right. I mean, it's just the dumbest and, 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 and fucking ob- obviously, thing. Obviously, just to be clear, the ones where that is the pattern are the ones that get the press. Right. The ones that don't catch it or catch it and then get better right away get a lot less. The exception being Joe Rogan, who's big enough that, you know, the fact that he got it and got better is out there in the news. But like your mediocre middle of the line right wing talk show hosts on in local markets who don't get COVID and die are not going to get the press. But so we're going to hear about the ones who were all railing about how it's a, it's a fraud and don't take the vaccine and take your ho take your horse goo. Cause it's better or whatever. Um, we're going to hear about those when they get sick and die. Not so much the ones where that doesn't happen. So it, it's not like you, you can't just say, Oh, all of these folks are dying, but there's some problem. No, 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 but, uh, but no, but, but uh, no, I, I, that's not what I'm saying. I, I mean, what I'm saying is look, the, a whole bunch of these were relatively prominent in their areas where there were, but yeah. there was one right yeah. here in Palm beach. It wasn't well known. Who kept on the radio, fucking railing against the goddamn vaccines, telling people not not to do it, and the motherfucker died. Okay, and so you know, I I don't think that you know you have. I, I think that what you see in other countries is you have people who are vaccine hesitant because over the last I don't know thirty years, especially there's been a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, campaigning against vaccines. Okay, in the world, and so you have those people that are out there. But you have a in the U.S., but that wasn't a, among that wasn't along political lines. Okay, mm-hmm. Th- this here in the U.S. is totally along political lines. Uh, I mean, almost exclusively among political lines. So it, it's just very frustrating that it's become politicized in that way. Yeah, because I mean, you you've seen a number of charts and graphs. Um, the 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 person who's been. Uh, there are a number of people doing these, but one I will point out is um, Charles Gabba. He's on Twitter, Charles underscore Gabba, G-A-B-A. Um, and he's he's posted, uh, he's done a number of blog posts um, specifically pulling the numbers 
uh, in in such a way that they look at the partisan divide and stuff and stuff like that. Uh, his website is actually acasignups.net, which makes you think it's an ACA site, but it's apparently like his healthcare policy blog. Right. Yeah, um, but he's got lots of charts that are looking at um, you know the partisan divide versus. Uh, death rates versus cases versus whatever, both in terms of the full pandemic so far and recent and blah, blah, blah. There's all kinds of different uh, ways of looking at that. Uh, but a lot of interesting stuff. Um, one one of the, um, you know, and, and so he's posted a lot of charts and they're just so vividly clear how right now, this was not true earlier in the pandemic, but by the way, but in the recent part of the pandemic, the the most recent like three to six months, um, it's very stark how much worse the pandemic is the redder your county is. Okay. Um And I think that you gotta remember that at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, you know, the va- the the virus was one that traveled internationally. And so the places that got first hit in the U.S. were the places that, you know, had more tra- international travelers. Yeah, in the beginning part like of Miami, the, New it, York, Yeah, to be Seattle. clear, to be clear, if you look at, like, the middle of 2020, that trend was the other way around. Like, the blue states were getting hit hardest, and the red exactly. states. And if you look at the entire pandemic... Even now, the blue states still have the highest death rates because they all got slammed at the very beginning. At, at oh yeah, if you counting counting the death rates from last year, right? Yeah, right. I, I mean, I'm a, as a resident, but I, I think you know the one thing is that right now, when you're like you said, you look at it now, what's going on the last few months is that uh, you know the 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 deaths are overwhelmingly of the unvaccinated people. And yeah, that's that, that's it, and the ones that are more, uh, that are spreading for the most part this message of anti-vaccines, invermectin, or some other horse shit or whatever horse glue, whatever the fuck they're taking. Like, oh, right and, now. and by the way, I keep seeing conservatives saying it's complete disinformation that it's horse medicine. This is approved for humans. Blah blah blah, and. Okay, come on. The people are buying them at vet stores and whatever. But they're yes. buying the veterinary version of yes. it. They're not and, buying and, the one that's for humans. And, so, and to yes. be clear, it, I mean, it, it is the same medicine, and they are trying to like, you know, the the smart ones. I, I hesitate to even use the smart ones. There's the smart ones. The the smarter of the dumb people are properly adjusting the dose so they are not taking horse level doses of the medicine okay um but you know the point is yes it's approved for humans for you know if you've got a parasite right it's not approved for for humans for covid because while there were a couple of promising studies in 2020 the more substantial research that has continued on there has shown that there is not a substantial effect. Have they completely ruled out any effect? No. But they have, there is enough evidence that if there is an effect on COVID, it's very small and less effective than the other things that are the recommended treatment for COVID. Exactly. So, yeah, anyway. 
Sorry, go ahead. What were you talking about? I just got went off on the horse stuff. No, it, no, it, it's just that the entire, you know, politi- you know, the fact that right now, as the pandemic went from the places where it, it, uh, you know, since this arrived internationally, and that the major cities that had international visitors were the ones that really got hit first. This is now happening to to the rural areas, and it's happening worse to them because, like I mentioned, with this whole resistance to being vaccinated based on just stupid politics and nothing else, then they're just, you know, dying at much higher rates. And it's just stupid. Uh, you know, um, and they keep being fed this message, uh, you know, on, you know, by all their speakers. I mean, you know, uh, you know, what I love is the Fox News, like, hosts that rail against vaccine mandates and all of this shit when they have those at their workplace. Yeah. And those fuckers are going on TV and talking about medical tyranny when, you know what, if you, you cannot be unvaccinated and be at the Fox News studios. Although I believe like a bunch of these other places, like a lot of employers have done the formulation of you either have to be vaccinated or you have to take a weekly Tested. test. Right. Now, exactly. And, and really the weekly test is sort of a patch. It's not because a, right. a week between tests, you could be sick and transmitting the virus in that week. Exactly. Um, exactly. So it, frankly, that weekly test thing is kind of bullshit, but I understand how it's a make this a little bit softer, give an alternative to the really diehard people, but still. Um, So, you know, one of the things that happened in the last 24 hours as we're recording this is uh, Joe Biden announced uh, some changes to federal policy to require vaccinations for uh, for federal workers and for federal contractors. Uh, What are are your thoughts on that, Yvonne? my, My bottom line thought is it's about time. Uh, we have to be doing this kind of stuff at this point. Listen, I, I'm going to say, listen, my fucking school where my son goes requires fucking vaccination for a whole bunch of fucking diseases right now. And that my son cannot be in school unless I bring damn certificates showing that he's vaccinated. Right. Okay. For all these other fucking diseases. And universities do the same. And a whole bunch of places. There is no fucking reason why, you know, I would, right now, if I, say, ran a big company, uh, I would say that it needed to have employees at the office. I would do like the airlines that said, look, either you fucking get vaccinated or don't come to work. Yeah. You're going to be fired. Yeah. So let me, I've got a summary of the Biden plan on this. Uh, It's got 12 points. So let me just give the 12 points. Okay. Number one, and this is a summary from um, Heidi Prisbilla at NBC. The Twitter handle is Heidi NBC. Okay, here we go. Number one, requiring all employers with over 100 employees to ensure their workers are vaccinated or tested weekly. Number two, Requiring vaccinations for all federal workers and for millions of contractors. Number three, requiring vaccination for over 17 million healthcare workers uh, at participating at any place participating in Medicare or Medicaid. 
You know, that was like, they're fucked, man. I mean, so they all got to get fucking vaccinated, period. Yeah, I'm not sure about the first one, employers with 100 plus. No, 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 but uh, I'm talking about the med. I was just following up on the Medicare, Medicaid. I mean, you're you're receiving the federal funding. Yeah, the first one, I'm not sure where that authority comes from, but, you know, whatever. We'll, We'll figure that out. Um, yeah, I know. They, they got to figure that out. I'm not sure where they got the authority to do that. Yes. Yeah. Number four, calling on. So that's one of those calling on. That's like, you know, you can't really make them, but you ask uh. them politely whether they could. Number four, calling on large entertainment venues to require proof of vaccination or testing for entry. Number five, requiring employers to provide paid time off to get vaccinated. Number six. Requiring staff in Head Start programs, DOD schools, and Bureau of Indian Education-operated schools to be vaccinated. Number seven, oh, it's another calling on, calling on all states to adopt vaccine requirements for all school employees. Yeah, good luck in Texas and Florida. Yep. Number eight, providing additional funding to school districts for safe school reopening, including backfilling salaries and other funding withheld by states for implementing COVID safety measures. You mentioned Florida. Yeah. 13 employees of my Miami-Dade public schools died since the school year started. Yep. Of COVID. All of them were unvaccinated. Yeah. Okay. Number nine. Using the Department of Education's full legal authority to increase access to in-person instruction, whatever that means. Uh, Number 10, getting students and staff tested regularly. Number 11, making at-home tests more affordable and sending free rapid at-home tests to food banks and community health centers. That's Uh, a great idea. And expanding free and pharmacy testing. And number 12, bigger push on monoclonal antibodies, more support for small businesses affected. So th- those are the 12 points in the Biden plan. That it's was a good plan. It's know, a good plan. Now, there's a few things there that I don't know if they got the authority and a couple of things that are just urging people to do it because they don't have the authority. I think they believe they have the authority on certain the things. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, which is why they're pushing them. Uh, but you know, uh, I mean, like for instance, on the, the workplace ones, you could potentially use OSHA for that, right? I think so. There, there may be a couple of things. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I think that that, you know, because it's health and safety of employees, um, you know, look, I, I, I think it's, you know, obviously listen, this administration went through them and was trying to figure out what can we mandate? Okay. And based on what law? Or what 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 rules can we do it? Yeah. Now, so they're 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 going to try to push to do that, um, you know, because I mean, what else can you do? I mean, you need you need to you know you need to do this. I mean, there's just nothing nothing well, else that you can do. And, and as you said, I mean, like you you pointed out the the situation with the twelve people dying in Miami Dade or thirteen or whatever it was. You're seeing reports like this from school systems all around the country. Yes. You know, yes. whether it be teachers and staff dying or number of students hospitalized or, and, and you know, I, 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 you know, I feel for the teachers and stuff, but I, I feel even more when I hear about the kids getting sick and pediatric right. and pediatric and pediatric hospitals filling up and things like that, um, which certain parts of the country and 
wait a second, it's a lot of the ones where they're resisting masks and resisting distancing and resisting any precautions whatsoever are, guess what? Having big outbreaks. And yes, kids still have less, you know, kids still do better than, you know, your 75 year old grandpa or whatever, but kids are having a rougher time with Delta than with previous versions and there are a lot of kids seriously sick in hospitals and a bunch dying as well. And, you know, I, I look at this and I'm like, e- even some of the counties that are supposedly very careful, I saw a report the other day, uh, you know, I used to live in Maryland and I've got a bunch of Facebook Facebook friends from around there. And, you know, somebody mentioning that their school system in, in suburban Maryland near D.C., um, you know, already after being open a couple of weeks, and having all sorts of precautions in place because they are in an area that believes in those things is still having significant numbers of people uh, testing positive, getting sick, having to quarantine, you know, large chunks of kids, all, all this kind of stuff, even when even when they're taking their precautions. And so, I, you know, I'm like. I understand wanting to have all this thing open and having the in-person kids because it is better. It is so much better in person than all this remote crap we did last year. But at the same time, I'm like, even the schools that are being careful have a problem. The schools that I mean, aren't look, being careful look, are fucking themselves. Look, I, I, I mean, I, I, the every damn kid over 12 years older needs to be required to go to school to be vaccinated. And, and the because fir- right now... And the, just to say this, there was an uh, announcement earlier today that the LA, uh, Los Angeles School District, which is like the biggest in the country or something, uh, just announced that they will be requiring vaccinations for anybody 12 and, on, 12 and over. Uh, in order to attend school, just like it's the like, only fucking like, thing that makes sense, they have to be fucking vaccinated for goddamn measles. They need to be fucking vaccinated for COVID. Absolutely. And Period. They, and they put some sort of timeline on it in terms of how some sort of grace period after they turn 12. And I think they said it all has to be in place by January. So there's still a few months out. I would I would slam that door faster. But, you know, they want to give people some time to adapt. But they are putting the requirement into place. And I'm like, okay, the rest of the school systems across the country should be following right up. And yes, and you know, and they got to they got to get their ass in gear about getting the under 12s vaccinated too, frankly, and getting that approval done. I, I mean, I don't want to rush them. I they have to do the science properly, but at the same time, I'm like, come on, guys, <laughs> you know. Uh, look, right now, they said that based on the current, you know, how it's going with the testing and whatnot, that unfortunately, we may be waiting until December, right. So, um, I mean, believe me, I'm one that is, you know, because you've got an under like 12 to, in the house. Yeah. And you've got to want to get him. Back. And you've got an at risk under 12 because he's got asthma. Yeah. Um, yeah. and thankfully autism. his asthma has been quite under control. Uh, so, but, you know, look, he's, he, so listen, yeah, he, he, he's, you know, he's, you know, he needs help with certain things, but he's like I told you earlier before we got on the show, the damn thing now wants to hijack my iMac, for God's sakes. You know, yeah. he's very functional, like, right now. He's getting a lot better. So, 
But and, and 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 they're very actually. I will say that his classroom and their, their teacher, they're, they're actually that that group is very good about wearing their masks and they're being careful and all. I'll, I'll, and and they have them. They have like eight kids in a in the in his classroom. They're all they're keeping the separation well over six feet. I I do believe that they did some stuff on the ventilation. Okay, here in Palm Beach schools. Okay, all right. Um, and so we always have like freaking AC that cranks like to crazy anyway. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, so it's been, thankfully, uh, since the start of the year, there's been, there's a thousand students there. I don't know. We, we, we've had like maybe like 10 COVID cases right now as a total count. That's not bad so far. I mean, no. And so, uh, yeah, out of a thousand people, I mean, you know, and, you know, students and faculty, it's not, not, not bad. So, you know, so far, um, it's been going like that. And I will say that last year when we had the really big outbreak here, the couple of times when schools were open, the rate has been similar. Um, now, there were a lot of kids that were doing the hybrid part where they were uh, at home, so there were less kids at school. But, um, you know, so far they've been able to... I think it does help when you've got people that are being conscientious about it. I understand what I heard about Fairfax County and what's going on over there, uh, you know, with the schools. That's in Northern Virginia. Yeah. Um, and so, but, but I, I do think that, um, if people are responsible and if people go get vaccinated, especially at the age groups of people to get vaccinated, employees get vaccinated, um, you know, and, and people are more conscientious about using, PPE, you know, we we just <laughs> well, I'll I'll tell you where we are, um, because school started on Wednesday this week here in our school district. Uh huh. Um, we did not send Alex. Okay, Alex is not in school. Um, we we in- investigated op- we investigated the possibilities with the school. Um, because you know I, I mentioned a few weeks ago on the show that you know we looked at. You know, what their what their precautions were, and frankly, some yeah, of them I know, seem, you were. some of them seem some somewhat half ass. Okay, like yep. they're the the there's they've still got a lot of kids in the class. Not that like eight kids in the class, like you mentioned. Um, it it's it's more kids in the class. It's a lot of we'll do our best to maintain distancing. Uh, we will have uh, you know, but yeah, they're all going to eat in the cafeteria together. They're going to take off their masks to eat. Uh, there, the the statement about ventilation wasn't particularly reassuring, etc. Yes. <laughs> um, so we we were not feeling very confident. Uh, so, so you're going to say school is just going to close out for a couple of days because half of everyone whoever enters the building ends up with COVID. We don't know that, but l- let me let me finish. Um, did say he, he that school won't last past December or whatever. Anyway, because we just weren't feeling very confident about things, uh, we started looking into options for the school with the school system, you know. And they have they are offering a, an online option, but they require a one year commitment, and we didn't want a one year commitment. I did. He's about to turn twelve, and. You know, and so we're going to get him fully vaccinated. Uh, You know, we've got an appointment already set up for like two days after his birthday to get the first shot. And, uh, you know, he, he and 
Online school was not as good. It was bad. By the end of the time period, he was not doing great with it at all. We want him in person, but we'd rather not have him there until he's fully vaccinated. Um, and so the, 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 because, you know, he's high risk, uh, asthma plus autism, uh, we got a note from his doctor that basically said that she agrees that she recommends he not be present in that environment until he's fully vaccinated. We talked to the school about it. They're working with us on his, on his IEP, which is, you know, one of those programs. The individual that, and the educational plan. Yeah. Which is, you know, for, for kids that have special needs of any sort or of, of one sort or another. Of any you, sort. Of, of any, any sort, sort. Of any sort. You, they, they work with you on a plan on things. So they're able to add to his plan, some accommodations just for this. Um, and so, uh, basically, uh, we're, we're still working on getting, the uh, you know, T's crossed and I's dotted, uh, but we're going to have something in place to basically let him skip the first month and a half of school, at least in terms of being there in person, we will have stuff happening elsewhere. He's going to have work to do. Uh, they'll actually send a tutor to like work with him a couple times a week. Um, you know, so there's a whole thing happening, but we're, we were just like, you know, if, if we were feeling really, really confident about all of the protective measures you're putting in place, then okay, fine, whatever, you know, we'll, we'll wear the masks, the, all the protection will be in place. There'll be social distancing. There'll be all of that. And we'll, we'll deal with it. Uh, but because we didn't feel very confident about that and like, I, I just don't trust that they'll get it right, you know? Um, and maybe they will, maybe it'll be fine. And it'll be like your school where cases are really minimal and, you know, no one's dying and it's all fine, but I just don't trust it. And I don't, we didn't feel like taking that risk. And Alex didn't feel like taking that risk. He doesn't, well, he doesn't want to go back to school in person anyway forever, but you know, He's not going to have that choice, but you know, we agreed to be like, okay, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll figure out how to do something for the first month and a half until you're fully, until you're fully vaccinated, vaccinated. until you're fully vaccinated. Once that happens, you're just going to have to deal with it. You're going to school unless by the, unless by then school is closed <laughs> because the problem has gotten a lot worse, but at least once he's fully vaccinated, um, then the risk which is already low for kids. It's a little bit elevated because of his asthma and stuff, but the risk for kids is already low. Once vaccinated, it's really low. And at that point, you're talking about, you know, risks for other things that can happen to you randomly or on the same order of magnitude, you know, so you got to do what you got to do. But, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. I look at all of these reports I'm hearing from school systems all around the country and I'm like, some are doing better than others, but a lot of school districts do not really have this thing under control. There are a lot of things happening that, you know, I look at that. And I'm like, okay, if that happened in my school district, I would feel bad if I'd sent my kid to school. So anyway, uh, we're over time on pandemic. Um, so I'll keep updating you on what happens with my school district. Yvonne will on, on his and we'll keep seeing, world, you know, I keep saying worldwide, but nationwide, mostly. Uh, we'll keep seeing how it's working out um, and crossing our fingers that we don't have another big surge in the fall. But I, I, I feel like we're going down right now, but 
I I don't see how we avoid an I I don't see how we avoid another surge in the fall. And hopefully, hopefully each one of these peaks is lower than the one before as more and more people get vaccinated and etc. But yeah, we're still going. Well, you're still going. Yep. Yeah, we're 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 going to be talking about this thing for a long time. I I I just you know there was a time at the beginning of the summer where we on this show and I think everybody was really optimistic about hey we've got this thing crushed it's going down fast and then Delta came and then we the vaccination leveled off and it's like ah oh, god damn it <laughs> you know you know and and so we're back we're back I mean it's nowhere near as bad as it was. But, and hopefully it won't be, but it, it's, it's not like driving, it's not diving down to minimal numbers. Now we don't expect it to ever get to zero, but it's, we want to get it to the point where it's low enough that nobody's really worried about it. And we're no, I like it to go to zero though. That would be nice. But, you know, we wanted to get to the point where it's low enough that nobody's really worried about it. And we're nowhere near there. So, okay, let's take a quick break. And then uh, we said we'd do a quick lightning round uh, with four topics, two each, no more than 10 minutes each. We burnt up the time. We Uh, went over on everything else. We we went over by no more than 10 minutes. It is part of what is anticipated. We are still well under two hours. We're still well under two hours? We are still well under two hours. Yeah. All right, if you say so. We may not be by the finish time we finish the next segment, but we are right now. All right. Anyway, we will be back in just a minute with our lightning round. Back after this. Do, do, do! This podcast is sponsored by AlexMzilla.com. AlexMzilla is great. It's on YouTube. And it has... Lots of fun videos. Alex Emsela is awesome and great. I love his videos, and they are obviously better than Curmudgeon's Corner. Well, they're funnier. They're more interesting. And frankly, he seems at least a little smarter than either of the hosts of Curmudgeon's Corner. Honestly, it's ridiculous how endlessly talented and phenomenal Alex Emsela is. That's how great his YouTube channel is. A-L-E-X-M-X-E-L-A dot com. Yes. Do, do, do! Okay, we are back. It is time for four quick lightning round segments. Uh, Yvonne, why don't... Four! Yvonne, why don't you go first? Ten minutes. Go! I need to go first and talk about something that's going on. (laughs) Like, you know, all of this stuff. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about shit. Okay. Really? So, so yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, iRobot came out with a solution for your problem. (laughs) 
Okay, uh, what, what, is, what is my problem, Yvonne, and what did I roll well, well, Sam has had this issue before where a dog has shit somewhere in his house. This, this happens on a regular basis here, because we've, and, and, we've got one elderly dog who never really got the hang of this, and now that they're elderly, has even less of a hang of it. And then the younger dog, the puppy, got trained by the older dog who didn't know how to do this properly. And uh-huh. and was like, I mean, I know we should have trained them, right? But and and um, and also yeah, had, you, a, had an think. issue where when they were really young, broke their leg. Was had anyway. The bottom line is, our dogs are not really good at this house training thing. They sometimes do what they're supposed, and also we never walk them enough. We never walk them as much as they really should. And even though they have a doggy door and can go out to the backyard whenever they want, sometimes they do, and sometimes. They don't. Cats. Okay. Wild. Well. Anyway. So yes. In the backyard, which is already well, old. Ooh. <sighs> yeah. So uh, you know. So uh, I, I, I robot has come out with a Roomba that actually uses AI to avoid dog poop. I mean, I, I find that that's and, and pretty slick technology. And by the, by the way, this, I, I do not have a Roomba, but apparently this is an issue that's gone on for a while. There was a viral blog post a number of years ago about somebody yeah. who had this problem, but also on our Comudgeons Corner Slack, Bob, who's one of our regular listeners, mentioned said that, that he had that problem He too. had this problem. Basically, the dog did something where it wasn't supposed to. The Roomba goes and tries to clean the floor and just goes right through it and spreads it around. <laughs> It just covers the whole house and shit. I mean, it's basically what the damn Roomba does. Not exactly really the ideal scenario. Can I just say? I mean, I cannot imagine what a, a worse thing that all of a sudden just going and like your dog just, you know, shit in the house. And then this fucking cleaning device went and decided to just spread it all over the fucking place. And I, that's and how you look, clean, I've right? Had dogs, and I and I've had dogs. Okay, so look, dogs. You know, our dogs were very well house trained. Okay, um, and my last dog, Brownie. Okay, he. Uh, you know, I still will never forget. There was this one time he used to. I used to have a big doggy bed for him in our room. Okay, and he would sleep on the doggy bed. And I still remember this one night that. Um, and, and and by the way, I got him this doggy bed that was made out of a a very durable, a non-absorbent material because I'd gotten some beds before that you know were made of some other materials, and if you had an accident of some sort, they were impossible to clean. So I got this other bed that was made of it. It, it was relatively comfy, but was made of a material that was easy, very easy to clean. Okay, right, right. and so you could just wipe it off, and it was just you know perfect. Okay, so one night I'm sleeping. And all of a sudden, I go, and I start sniffing like this, and I go, what the, smells like shit in here. What the fuck? (laughs) Well, I I go, and I wake up, and I turn on the light. Unfortunately, the dog was sick, and he had diarrhea, and he just shit all over himself. Nice. I mean, three a fucking clock in the morning. Damn dog, just all fucking, just, just shit. I mean, just, I mean, he just really spread a lot of shit. I cannot imagine, you know, there is... You know, if a Roomba had gone through that and also made it worse. Look, I, I got to say that of, of some of the, you know, I've had some unpleasant situations in my life. That is definitely one of the most unpleasant. I Just to wake up and just my whole master bedroom is just full of shit. Yes. 
and you know I, I I I've never had the situation where it's spread all over the place, but even when it's not spread all over the place, even if it's fairly localized, especially as you said, like if it's the diarrhea type. Oh my then, god. Like because it's one thing if you can just grab a paper towel and pick it up, right? Yeah, just exactly. Right. But right, if, right. If it's that, like, that makes it a lot easier. If yes. it's just a puddle that is more difficult and usually more pungent in those situations as well. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, definitely, definitely an issue. Definitely would be made much worse by a robotic vacuum cleaner spreading it all over the place. So apparently they've got this AI I system has figured it out. All good. So yeah. no more spreading shit all over your house. <laughs> well, at least not by the robot. Not by the robot. That there, is. there may be other things that result. There may in be that. other things, but right, you know, but but not the the robot will will avoid just making the situation worse. Well, good for, good for the robot. Did you have yes. a room? I had a Roomba once many years I ago, have it. but I don't have you, one. you don't have one right now. No, I, I had I had like a Roomba way back like decades ago like when i lived in new jersey i had a roomba but no, we like got one here we we, we, we i do. haven't had uh, one i in, mean we turn it long, on long time. we don't turn it on as often as, I, I used to t- run it more often when we had the dog because it was really good at picking up uh, all his tumbleweeds and whatever whatnot it was good so that 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 really did uh help a lot um you know uh help with my allergies because of that you know made, made it a lot a lot more manageable um but but uh right now we do have it uh, I mean, we don't use it as often, but, but, but we use it. We use it more sometimes when we've had a lot of traffic of people walking through the house. Maybe the cleaning lady's not coming th- that week or something. She's on vacation or something like that. So yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll use it then. So yeah, I, you know, I, I, I sort of at the time way back when I had it, I think there were a couple things. One, despite, you know, we had the little things to like guard it, but it still was not as good with stairs as it could have been. Like it would like try to commit suicide jumping down the stairs um, well they, they do have these they little, have the little things blocker to things. Avoid yeah, i had those yeah. and they didn't work you know the thing still tried to do it or, or you probably just didn't know how to use them. yeah probably who knows anyway like we had that issue a couple times but also the main thing was like back back then and it was a long long time ago the amount they could hold before they got full was relatively small and you had to self-clean it and stuff like you know and you had to so you you had to manually charge it. You had to manually empty it. It was a lot of work. The newest ones that every once in a while I look at them and get, get tempted. They've got a lot better technology than like 15 years ago. Last time I had a Roomba, right? They now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot better. You know, they, the, they made this thing the, a hell of a lot better. The things that like immediately come to mind from what I've read about them that every once in a while tempt me a little bit and saying, hey, maybe we should get one again. One, when the things get low on charge. They take themselves back to the charger and plug themselves in. That's correct. Yes. Um, they empty their own bins into a larger yes, that, bin I, when I, they're I, done. Ha- I have seen that. Uh, I, I don't have that uh, self-emptying model. I have seen that model at uh, at a few stores. Yep. Looks quite nice. Yeah, I really, I mean, because that makes that a lot better. Because it, yes. it is kind of a pain in the ass to open the damn bin or whatever. This makes it that it's just, you know, it sucks it out itself. And then you have this little container you pull out, put back in, boom. It's like, yeah, it's it just, that makes it so much easier. Yes. Yes. And I, 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 
And then finally, I have thought about buying that, but 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 you know, not 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 yet. No, no, yeah. And then finally, they're just a lot smarter. Like the early Roombas basically just randomly ran around. The new ones like map out the rooms and figure out where they need to go and know where they've already been and where they haven't and are a lot smarter about what they do than the old ones were. Yeah. Um, so they, they've made a lot of advancements in this area. And and of course, I we're saying Roomba. There are other brands that compete with them as well, but they're just the most. Oh, there's a whole bunch of there. there there's a whole bunch of like robotic cleaners like right now. Uh, I mean, hell, it's like, you know, it wasn't even like uh, iRobot that came out with the first one that emptied itself. There were some others that I saw, and I remember that I, that I that I was looking at before that you know did that as well. So yeah, yeah. So okay, um, that was your first ten minutes. So I guess it's time for my ten minutes. What about my ten minutes? You don't get a ten minutes. Why? Why? You get zero minutes. Zero minutes. Well, wait, 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 wait. We had a specific request from oh, a listener yes, yes, for your opinion on something. Yes. Oh. Okay, the opinion was, uh, this request came from John in our Comudgeon's Corner uh-huh, Slack. Uh-huh. I would like to hear Alex opine on China's new video game restrictions. Oh! Um, and I, I actually warned Alex earlier today it, it's, that he should read up on this in case he was to talk. Did you read up on this? Do you know anything about this? Uh, it's great. Um, it's great. You think it's great? It's the best thing I've ever heard of, except Dad being stupid and sticking his finger into fans. Oh, their yeah, I, I forgot about that on. in the but first segment. Well, you have ran to over. Use that so. as your lightning round now. Okay. Do you? Okay. You want to talk about my finger? Oh, I, this can be I, my segment. Uh, uh, um, you got nine minutes left to talk about what okay. I did to my finger. So, me and, um, Dad were, um, recording a video. It's Let's Build. And we were trying to build a car. Mm-hmm. So we bought a fan. And we were going to use that fan's motor as the car's motor. So the first step in doing that was to, um take out the motor, which required removing the protective casing. And then we decided to turn it on. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And then it was on level one, the lowest level except for off. Um, Then Dad was like, I kind of want to touch it. And it's like, don't touch it. That would be a bad idea. And Dad was like, yeah, it would be a bad idea. Um, so, yeah. Dad was like, let's put it on level three, which was the um, strongest setting. So, I turned on three and ran halfway up the driveway. Then, I came back down the driveway, and then Dad was like, maybe sticking my finger in the fan while it was on wasn't such a good idea. Yeah. And it turns out what he did... Can I just say that sticking... I've stuck a finger on a fan to stop 
I, I've done that. But the thing is that I have the way to. that you do it, the way that you do it is by, you know, you touch the fan blades like on the outside with the bottom of your fingers and you can slow down the fan usually to a stop. But it seems like your father decided that that's not the way to do it, is to go on the sharp edge on the outside and touch it there. Well, not with so so one important element here uh, is this was not like your the kind of household fan that you have that has like the three big blades that turn. This mm-hmm. was one of those fans that's meant for, you know, drying out a flooded basement or whatever. Okay. So oh, in, more, so, far more powerful. So it's, it's more powerful. And instead of having like the three blades, it has oh, like a geez. rotating cylinder with, with like a bunch of tiny ones. Yes. With a bunch of tiny blades. Oh, great. <laughs> uh and so, yeah, at first I stuck my finger on the on the very outside, and that was fine. And then I just... Top, top, top. Yeah, the top. And then I I, I just gently touched my finger to the actual, like, and, and, main part of the and blade. And then, and then, it didn't do anything. So you decided to touch it a little harder. <laughs> yeah, and so when Alex... Oh, well, I didn't hurt myself at first. Let me try harder! So so when Alex came running down the driveway and I said maybe that wasn't a good idea, I of course had blood streaming <laughs> down my finger. Um you know, because I had like sliced a nice little chunk out of one of my fingers. Uh, nice. Now, it, it looked worse than it was. It wasn't like I didn't really slice a chunk out. That's an exaggeration. It's not like I needed to go to the emergency room it or get stick. It was just a cut, but it was a deep cut. It it, it did it did look worse on the on the pictures with that much blood. But yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, in in well, the I end, said it just looked like he squirted his fruit punch meal on his finger. Yeah, but I mean, it was a, like one band aid took care of it, right? I mean, and. Two days later, now I'm not wearing a bandaid at all. There's yeah, a little that's because you took it off this... so you could, could, could use the sprinkler, and then I can keep on like yeah. saying like, "Are you going to put your bandaid back on?" Right, but like, it, no. it 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 doesn't need it anymore. I mean, it, it it's still this is still a mark on my finger. It's still a little bit sore, but it'll be fine. It, it'll it'll heal nicely. It's it, but I you know, I did I did have a nice pack. little slice, and uh, yes, it was incredibly stupid. And uh, if I'd pushed my finger in a little harder, I could have damaged it much more. Um, yeah, you think? <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. So don't 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 stick your fingers in moving fans or any oh. other body part. Also, remember, this is on a video about building a car. It's going to be published in like five years. <laughs> yeah, so tune in in five oh, years. Oh well, video. okay. Well, I'll, I'll put down. I'll put that down on my calendar so I don't forget. Okay. Um. um and also, Dad put his finger in in a direction that allowed it to just easily bend. Mm-hmm. Off. And then a little later, I was saying, that was stupid, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, I should try sticking my finger in it the other way around so it won't bend. And I was like, no, that would make it hurt much worse. Yeah, and, probably. And Dad is like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, also, later, can you uh, do the same thing, but with it on level one to see how 
much better it is? No. And you said no. Yeah. But if it was only just a little cut on maximum power, on minimum, almost minimum power. Yeah. I'm not going to do it again. All right. Okay. Okay. So let's. uh, you got I said. we got two minutes left in this segment um and i think we've ended re- got to the end of the story though no we haven't uh well yeah what? yes we did and and then fast later, okay yes exactly later i'm gonna me and dad are going to make the car fly that's gonna do the exact <laughs> yeah. same thing with the propellers we're gonna put on to the car i am not gonna test drive this thing off the roof no, we test drive it off the floor. Oh, okay. Ground. Anyway, this was supposed to originally be about China's new video game restrictions, of which you have no opinion. Cause you... No, no, I said it's great. Yeah, but you didn't actually read about it. You don't okay. know what they it's are. Great. It so it's great that you can Look only you play on your iPad for two hours a, a week? Oh, yeah. The... A week. Oh, Avon's telling you what the restriction is. Did you hear? So you're cool with only three hours of computer time a week to, to play games. That's the restriction. Oh, wait. No, it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. Okay. All right. Just check it. Okay. Because, I mean, I was, I mean, Sam and I were going to figure out how to implement it since he thought it was great. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. All right. Well, that cleared Look, that up. Ended. Okay. Oh, time's up. Yay. It, it, I, it seemed like it was actually at a minute. It seems like it just jumped to zero. Yeah, I wonder how, how that, that happened. How did that happen? Okay, bye. All right. So bye. shocking. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. 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 Back to your own seat. Shocking. Back to your own shocking. seat. Shocking. No. Okay, Yvonne, 10 more minutes for you. Go. <laughs> oh, God, what the hell else am I supposed to talk about? I mean, Jesus Christ. Um... Jesus, anything that isn't the pandemic in the news? <laughs> uh, vaccine mandate schools. Infrastructure uh, week. The hurricane. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about California's recall. Have you seen any care. good TV or movies? Okay, so there is a man who is going to prison, okay, for oh, okay. having defrauded about 50,000 people of hundreds of millions of dollars using call centers to sell printer toner at inflated prices. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, yep. you may think that this was, this this is like, whatever. I mean, what are you printer talking about? Printer toner's inflated anyway, right? Yeah, right, right, right. But, well, it, 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 this was, this was a big, this was a, this was a scam, okay, that they, that, that they were doing. Because what, what happened was that this guy and... I'm shocked by the amount of time that this guy was pulling the scam for. Okay. Um, I mean, this guy in a one six-year period alone pocketed $126 million. And this scam started back in the 80s. In the 80s? That's a long time ago, Yvonne. Yes. This scam started in the 80s. (coughs) When he used to do it back then. It was uh, more on, he started with uh, Dot Brightix printer ribbons, okay? He moved on to toner after that 
you know, went the way of the dodo. Ri- I remember printer ribbons. That was a long time ago. Yes, <laughs> and and I and I know about this scam very closely because you know, uh, I had, you know, these people call our office, and so uh, they they would call. Kind of sounding like they work, say, uh, for Xerox. So we had some Xerox copiers. And they would call, like, sounding like they work for Xerox. And they would say, hey, so, you know, we're checking on you on your toner supply. You know, can you tell me the model? So they would, well, it's this. Well, you know, we've got this this deal right now on your toner. And then they would send it. And, and the price was actually incredibly inflated and they made it sound like they were calling from officially from like your printer company or whatever like this was a scheduled call when it was all just bullshit what they were doing is just phishing information from you to tell them tell them what printer model you had and then they would send supposedly something that was appropriate for it at prices that were like inflated like 20 30 40 50 times what the real price was okay um and so uh i if i remember correctly i i well, I learned of the scam because I got taken for, for this twice, okay? First, it happened with our Xerox copiers, uh, okay? And so what, the way that they would do it is because because there was so much markup on these. He would send them, um, I think he sent them either COD or something like that, okay? And he would send an invoice along with it, okay? And you had a confirmation of it. And if you refused to pay... They would they would send you to a collect he would send you to a collection agency okay that was like his whole scam okay he would use collection agencies he would con people into doing this and but the guy he did it I mean my my employee at my travel agency fell for it back then with the freaking printer ribbons uh, because I remember when it happened to me first I told everybody listen nobody fucking take a call in this damn store and you order any goddamn toner. <laughs> or ink or anything. Okay? Because I was really pissed. Okay? And then when I see a package come in, and then, you know, she tells me that, you know, this guy called or whatever, and they were trying to charge me for some fucking cheap ass fucking dot matrix ribbons, like 150 fucking dollars. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? This thing is, you know, worth like five bucks. And so, um, so, but uh, the guy had run this scam for 30 years. I mean, he must have made, I mean, if he did in a six-year period $100 million, can you imagine? How, I mean, this guy must have built over a billion dollars with this damn scam. Right? I mean, it's crazy how he went for that long. He created a ton of companies, would enlist call centers. Um, I mean, damn. Um, so... So anyway, so this guy is going to jail. I, I, I'm just, uh, it, it, it's just, I, I just, it's, it's so incredible that that's the the aggressive level of scam that can go on forever. But look, I mean, I say this when right now, I don't know, have you gotten all these fucking calls like about checking about your extended war- car extended warranty for God's sakes? I mean, who hasn't? Mm. Okay, I don't understand how the hell they're able. <coughs> To generate so many damn calls about extended car warranties or other shit or other scams or whatever. I mean, 
I, I, I'm just, you know, they, they have other scams like the IT support ones, like, you know, we're calling you from Microsoft Windows services or or from Apple because your Apple ID, you know, it has a problem. And so we need to fix it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they, they, yeah. I mean, oh, my father fell for that one. Mm hmm. I was just I'm like, you know, I, I can't believe he fell for that one. But anyway, yeah. Um. Well, at least one of them is going down. Yeah. So how is he convicted? Is he going? How long is he going uh, yes, away he for? Is, he is. He is convicted. Uh, I believe he's. It says here that he will go to prison for. Uh, how long? Uh, he he is convicted. I'm not sure the the sentence that he get, but he is going to jail. Okay. So good. It only took him 30 years to catch him. <laughs> I mean, it is amazing how long that went on. I mean, it started in the 80s, man. I mean, we were in fucking high school when this guy started this fucking scam. I mean, holy shit. Well, he did you pretty know, good it, living. If you're gonna have a scam, better that it lasts a long time than get caught right away, I guess. Well, look, I still remember the Nigerian letters, okay? All right? And, <laughs> yeah. and what I'm talking about letters, but I'm talking about real physical paper like, letters. Like not spam, not email spam, but actual, no, like, no, paper no, like real, like, like a real paper letter that would come in, you know, with that same scam, not by email, but, but in a real letter. Yes. Uh, I still remember, like, my grandfather receiving those back in... You know, when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now they migrated to email or whatever, whatnot. But yeah, I mean, you know, so. But yeah, anyway. I wonder what, what uh, I, I, you just made me curious. Let's just see what is the most recent spam message I have received. Oh! As of oh, this very oh. second. Yes. Uh, um, let, let me look it up. Um, okay. Um. It's apparently in Chinese. I can't read any of it. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know, it's a big log message from a from a dot cn email address. Um, oh wait, you, well let me let me take the first paragraph and drop it into Google Translate and see what we get. Okay, okay, um, see what you get. Okay, okay, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'm doing this, and we only got one more minute. But uh, okay, Google Translate. Paste, detect language. Okay, here we go. This is the first paragraph. Okay. Course background. Enterprise fixed assets are the basic resources for modern enterprises to operate continuously and create value, as well as the material basis for maximizing shareholders' interests. How to acquire and apply fixed assets, maintain and keep fixed assets, maintain asset value, enhance asset liquidity, safety, and create value continuity, etc. are essential core basic tasks in modern business management activities and are important for financial management composition. In the digital age of information, how to advance with the times to realize the scientific, professional, standardized, and that's enough. The timer went off. What the hell is this? message what are they trying to do with this oh, well it's apparently a course this course is the culmination of 30 years of experience in financial administrative management blah 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 they're probably i i only translated the first paragraph it sounds like there's some sort of online course that they're trying to convince you to buy about financial whatever this garbage was but they're sending to you in chinese yes yes 
well, you know, we did sign up like once, like, uh, you know, we, 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 we wanted to just be jackasses. Uh, you know, we did call triangle tech and like have them call Chad a lot to see if he was interested in going to school. So maybe it was something like that. Maybe. I I mean, I don't even remember the thing you're mentioning. I remember you sending in a one penny donation to the Republicans or something. (laughs) Al and I, (coughs) Wanted to bust Chad's chops, and we called Triangle Tech, which kept advertising on TV in Pittsburgh, and we called him up and gave him his, gave him his information so they would, like, you know, try to get him to go to the school. So you could do your career in air conditioning and refrigerator repair. Oh. At Triangle Tech. And it, it still exists. No one trains you like Triangle Tech. Here it is. Is a poor profit system of technical schools with multiple locations in Pennsylvania. Very nice, very nice. Uh, I don't think our friend ever went there. I don't think he went there, but I think he was annoyed at getting calls from Damascus. Hey, what are, what are you starting? Sorry, Chad. Okay, that was <laughs> we were just bored. Ten minutes for me. And, you know, I was thinking about one of the more serious things, but since this whole lightning round has been off the rails, stupid, crazy stuff, (laughs) um, I might as well do um, my next movie. Okay. Okay. Now, you missed last week. I talked about Tora, Tora, Tora last week. Oh. Um, So, the next one, which I watched May 31st of this year was Gremlins from 1984. Holy smokes. Now, for those of you who don't remember, <laughs> or, you know, are the wrong age to remember, whatever, uh, Gremlins, uh, you know, as I oft- often do, I'm just going to read the beginning of the Wikipedia page for this. Uh, Gremlins is a 1984 American comedy horror film directed by Joe Dante from a screenplay written by Chris Columbus. It draws on legends of folkloric mischievous creatures that cause malfunctions, Gremlins, in the British Royal Air Force going back to World War II, stars Zach Galligan stars Zach Galligan and Phoebe Cates with Howie Mandel providing the voice of Gizmo, the main Mogwai character. Jesus, Howie Mandel. Yes. Wow. The, The story follows a young man who receives a strange creature as a pet, which then spawns other creatures who transform into small, destructive, aggressive monsters that all wreak havoc on a whole town on Christmas Eve. Uh, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Um, I mentioned before that when I watched this, I recognized that the town center in this was the same town center used in Back to the Future. It's apparently a, a set that's been used on all kinds of movies. Uh, but let me give you the, the the bottom line here. You know, this is um, this is one of those like. 80s movies that like people in our generation like generation x um uh remember because like you know it was one of the big sort of cultural events and gremlins was big and everybody talked about it and blah 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 i'll tell you this one does not hold up look i i will say this that uh, look i watched it but i wasn't a huge fan of it. i can't say i was a huge fan at the, I, I can't say i was a huge fan at the time either but you know, it was okay, and I I, I seem to remember. I think I, I, think I remember like, it was okay, but I was like, eh, you know, whatever. I could, I, I don't need to watch this again. Yeah, my, I mean, my memory when I, you know, when I went to watch this again was, you know, that 
I, I don't remember loving it or being a huge fan, but I remember it being sort of cool and people talking about it and having some neat moments and blah, blah, blah. But like I said, it just doesn't hold up. It really felt old. The The special effects by today's standards were awful. It just looked bad. Um, and the story was like incredibly thin. The jokes felt like they fell flat. There were a bunch of things that just, it, it, it just didn't, you know, they're like, yeah, I mentioned that it's the same set as Back to the Future. I felt like Back to the Future holds up. I agree. Back to the Future, I mean, Back to the Future is one that, well, first of all, I definitely, uh, you know, that's one that I watched over and over back then. Right. Okay. So, I mean, that one really I liked. I mean, I've mentioned some movies lately. I I mentioned High Noon from the 1950s. I meant, you know, last week I talked about Tora, 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 um, Back to the Future, as we mentioned. There are a bunch of old movies that do hold up and you're like, yeah, this is, this is still good. I still like it. This one is one where it feels, it feels incredibly dated. It feels old. It feels like it, you know, the, Again, it's just it just doesn't hold together in the same way. Like there, and I guess there's some movies that um, you know sort of tap into something a little bit more universal and timeless. Um, and then there's this. Um, I mean, I, I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Um, yeah, I, I, I consider it a thumb sideways, but like really, like it's not just a neutral. It was like I didn't actually enjoy watching this movie. It was like. <laughs> watch it because uh but you know um it was i mean i guess it wasn't the worst movie ever that i've seen there's certainly worse things i could think of but it it wasn't good and i kind of remember like it being a big thing in the 80s and now i look at it and i'm like why right i mean i guess i guess the little mogwai creature was kind of cute but Eh. that's about it you know I don't know. Um, I wasn't much into kind of cute movies. So, well, the thing is, it's Quite comedy a- horror, right? So you have this cute little creature, and then meanwhile, it like you know, it spawns all of these demonic little aggressive creatures that are like killing people and things, and and you know, and it's got you know, and when they're fighting back against these, I mean, the the finale of this thing includes a big battle with the gremlins where. Well, actually, not just the finale, all through the thing. Like, certain of these gremlins are getting killed by, like, at one point, the mom, like, shoves one in a blender and turns it on. And, like, you know, it's like, okay, you know? And so you see, like, the gremlin get shoved into the blender, and then, like, all of a sudden, it's just a bunch of blood and green goo, right? And it's like, okay, I guess that, I guess that's supposed to be, like, a little gross-out moment, but it, like... It's not scary. It's not, it's not, I mean, it's sort of gross, but it's pointlessly gross. You're not like impressed by it in any way. It's just sort of like, why, why did you do that? It adds nothing. Um, and so, yeah, I, 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 I'm not impressed now because I, you know, I, I've added gremlins two to my list of things to potentially watch at some point in the future. So, and I hear that's worse. <laughs> so if I gave this one a thumbs down, uh, then I'm sure I'll give the other one a thumbs down, but you know, I'll, I'll, maybe someday I'll watch it. it. I've got a lot of things on my list. So, and I, I 
actually watch very few. Uh, but I, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and I, I've just read one sentence that horrifies me, which is, a third film, Gremlins 3, is in active development. Yeah, it's boy. like, why? And I know Who that, cares? I know the answer. They're trying to, like cash in on gen x nostalgia i mean it's why we had bill and ted 3 come out this year right um it's why well, fuck I, I know i didn't i definitely did not even come close to that thing now i, I we, from what i've heard bill and ted 3 was actually pretty good i i've watched i recently watched bill and ted 1 and 2 so at some point i will watch bill and ted 3 and you'll probably hear a review of it here um, but from what I've heard, the reviews were actually pretty good for Bill and Ted three. Apparently there's another matrix movie that was just announced recently. Um, yeah, they're rebooting all kinds of things from when people our age were kids and some of them need to be rebooted and some of them just don't look it, 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 over history of movies, it, it, you know, reboots of old things, you know, have been happening for forever. I yeah, mean, yeah. It, it's just, you know, and, and they're, that, very, they're very, they're that... very, um, every once in a while, there's one done that really works well, sometimes even better than the original. Right. That does happen occasionally. Right. But most of the time it's trying to cash in on it. Yeah. I mean, there's another Indiana Jones being made. Nice. Another one. Oh, God. You know, and, so sometimes these work and are good and... So but, are, are they going to put Harrison Ford in a in a, in a a wheelchair? Pretty much. Or something? I mean, he's still... He injured himself filming the damn thing a couple months ago. Um, Jeez. But... What, it, what was it? Op op opening his lunch? <laughs> I, I don't know exactly. But in any case, every once in a while they work. But most of the time, it's just stupid. It's like you had an original, it, you know, and look, sometimes it's like the original is like a classic and good and everybody has fond memories of it and blah, blah, blah. In other cases like this, it's like, okay, you took a mediocre movie from And decades. made it more mediocre. Yeah. It's like, why? It's like, think of something new. Come on. You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, and, and especially when you're adding like. You know, if, if you have something that really is truly a classic, then for those, I kind of want you to make a sequel. So, you know, make sequels if you're going to do anything. Don't do a reboot. Um, if you've got something mediocre, maybe a reboot is the way to go because you can do it right this time. Right. You know, but if the original was really good, don't do a remake. Right. Do like a continuation or something. Right, right, right. But anyway, that's it. Gremlins, thumbs down. I mean, if if you're really, you know, feeling 80s nostalgic, I mean, and you liked it back then, maybe pull it out, but I would recommend against it. Okay, and that is the end of our last topic of this lightning round. And so it's time for the stuff at the end of the show. Are you excited, Yvonne? Exited? Exited? Excited? Yes, yes, that. Um, so how to contact us. You can reach us at, wait, at, you can reach us on Facebook, yes. Facebook slash curmudgeons corner. Um, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Abelsme, A-B-U-L-S-M-E. And you can reach Yvonne at, I am, at, 
You can reach Yvonne on Twitter at IMBO, I-M-B-O-U. Uh, if you don't like any of those, you can email us. It's feedback at curmudgeons-corner.com. And uh, since I spilled the beans on it earlier in the show, I will actually officially launch that new Curmudgeons Corner website. Uh, so you can go to cur- you can go to curmudgeons-corner.com and you can see our full archive of shows. I'll put like a little red note or something on the old years that aren't completely filled in. Uh, but you'll be able to go there uh, and uh, all the contact information and everything else is there too. Uh, if you really like the show, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash curmudgeonscorner and uh, give us a little tip. Uh, you can get us mentioning you on the show, uh, sending you a postcard, a mug, uh, and importantly... $2 a month or more, or if you talk to us in any of those other ways, uh, you can get invited to our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack, uh, which is a little chat room where uh, Yvonne and I and a bunch of our listeners uh, are all week long talking about the news of the week and various other things that are on our mind. We just had Emily join us under Curmudgeon's Corner Slack in the last uh, day or so. Uh, so welcome Emily to the Slack. And if anybody else wants to join, uh, you know, give us that Patreon tip or contact us and we'd have, we'd be happy to have you. Um, and uh, so Yvonne, your favorite part of the show every week what are some things that we have been talking about on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack that we have not talked about on the show? Well, I shared a story about the world's top beef suppliers approving, uh, the world's top beef supplier approving uh, uh, methane-busting cow feed that if it, it promises to reduce methane emissions on the uh, cattle that it's fed by over 50%. This could solve global warming all by itself. Well, it could help a lot. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it, uh, I, so I mean, the, I, I joke, it, but that, you know, um, livestock flatulence is actually a non-trivial source of carbon emissions non- into that. Definitely. It's a, it's a very significant one. So this is, you know, a, a big, uh, that was a big thing. I, I saw that in the news. Um there's a story I, uh, actually, titled... Actually, wait. I said yeah. flatulence. I believe I read somewhere... That cow burps. It's from the slaughter. Or what? burps? Yeah, it's... cow burps are more significant than cow farts. Well, look at that. There you go. Yeah. Okay. okay no, go no, ahead. I didn't know that. Uh, there's a story with the title A Lake of Gasoline. Top aide to both Trump and Melania to publish explosive memoir. Nice. Somebody called, you know, somebody called Stephanie Grisham that had worked for both. Yep. Basically, I guess, spent the entire time just. You know, collecting dirt and is ready to dish it out and collect the paycheck. Okay, yes. So, um, let's see. What else did we uh, share? Uh, I shared the story about, uh, I believe, Dorchester, Massachusetts. uh, A board member for the school board that went in to vote, uh, went into a a school uh, board meeting and uh, she was the only person that voted against mass mandates, but also uh, basically got accused of uh, of child enda- endangerment because while she went in to do this, she left a nine year old and a four year old locked in the car. And while in, she went in to do that in a hot place, yes. Ugh. Now the car was on. Okay, so she so had some AC, but. 
Okay, but regardless, she abandoned two kids in a car in a parking lot to go work for a few hours. Which is still child endangerment. Okay, that is just, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, at, at least but, she left the AC on. You hear every year yeah. some cases of people. Yeah, but this is her brilliant plan. And then they had to call her mother to come pick him up. What the hell is wrong with these two people? If you're going to the fucking meeting. <coughs> well, anyway, all right. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. but but anyway, uh, uh, I also shared a quote by Frank Drebin. Uh, basically, that said, uh, because... Uh, we were making, uh, Greg and I were making fun of uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott's uh, pledge to, which I shared also on the Slack, to eliminate rape. Okay, so uh, victims don't yeah, have yeah. to have their rapist baby. Okay, because he's going to magically eliminate rape. And so uh, he shared a dirty, a dirty Harry Callahan quote about something about uh, that, you know, if I see uh, when an adult male is chasing a female with the intent to commit rape, I shoot the bastard. That's my policy. So I actually at first, what came to mind is Leslie Nielsen in The Naked Gun, where instead of Dirty Harry, because and what, he, what he was saying is that. You know, look, it's it's ridiculous the point in life where we are, where Dirty Harry Callahan sounds like satire. Because what Frank Drebin said, yes, well, when I see five weirdos dressed in togas stabbing a guy in the middle of, this, of the park in full view of 100 people, I shoot the bastards. That's my policy. To which uh, her boss replied, that was a Shakespeare in the Park production of Julius Caesar, you moron. You killed five actors. Good actors! Anyway. Um, yeah. So this is the quality content that, that, like I said, that you're you're getting with us. Uh, also, Mansion now some other thing about whatever you know the <laughs> about infrastructure, infrastructure bill and Mansion, whatever, and not yeah, 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 yeah whatever. But you know, so yeah, whatever. So you know that, that, that that's still going on. And also, we were discussing uh, how emergency rooms suck, and we shared a couple of stories because there's a story saying you know somebody shared a story saying because somebody uh, had to wait many hours in the ER that this is the sign that the health system collapsed. What I argued was, listen, I, I know that there's a lot of signs that, you know, of health system collapse, but saying that somebody was waiting way too damn long in a fucking ER without being triaged and dying is not, because this is something that happens in the U.S. a lot. Unfortunately. And it always happens, and it's not the pandemic, so I'm sorry, but... Yes, I understand your concern about the pandemic. The health system is collapsed. No, the example they brought, unfortunately, is something that historical has happened. I shared a couple of stories about specifically, you know, there was a woman, two million, that their family got a wrongful death settlement because the woman collapsed after a 24-hour wait in the fucking ER fucking waiting room. Right. And she was collapsed on the floor and the staff didn't do shit, which, by the way, is something that fucking staff do at a fucking ER. OK, regularly. Right. So, you know, yeah, no. Uh, now, now, anyway, to, be, now um, to be fair to this guy, he did mention a bunch of other bad signs. His point was basically like we keep talking no, about how uh, the healthcare no, 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 system no, no, is no, no, on no. the verge He mentioned of other signs. What I was saying is that that example is yes, not a good yes. example. But it's, his point was just that, you know, we keep saying the healthcare system is on the verge of collapse and using all kinds of other qualifier words and he was basically trying to make the case through that example plus a bunch of others that in right, right, in right. big parts of the country we're already in trouble 
Uh, all I all I said is that that yes yes I know and uh, I, and that's what I said that there's a lot of signs of how things are bad and 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 definitely health systems are being pushed to the brink. I mean we had the you know I mentioned a couple of months ago how there was an issue with oxygen supply in in Orlando and now they were asking people to not use water. Yeah. <coughs> in order to conserve the oxygen supply. So yes, but that's a that's that's a definitely to, to me that's that's a mo- far more indicative sign of a coll- health system collapsing than saying waiting in the ER. Okay, that's just, no, no. Okay, so that, that was my whole point about that. And, and, finally, very yes, important. finally, finally. Finally, very, very, very important that on October 27th, 2021, I will cross the Brimley Cocoon line. <laughs> Basically, what that means is that I will be, at that time, the age that Wolfram Brimley was when he recorded the movie Cocoon, where he was supposed to be some old 80-year-old guy, but was only 50 years, nine months, and six days. This won't surprise you at all, but I've never seen that movie. What? I'll add it to my list. I'll add it to my list, too. <laughs> add it to the fucking list. Is it a good movie? That movie actually is a good movie. Okay. I mean, I, I remember, like, some of the... I, I know it's an old people and there's, like, a fountain of youth, youth kind of thing. You'll I like the know. movie. I, I, I will I, like I, the movie. I, I, I think you'll like the movie. I think you'll like the movie. Okay. Okay, the so timer is going off. That? We've had enough of the stuff at the end. So... Thank you, everybody, for joining us on Curmudgeon's Corner once again. Uh, check out the new website at curmudgeons-corner.com. I will launch it before this thing comes out. And, um, yeah, enjoy your week. Stay safe, all of that kind of stuff. And we'll talk to you again next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Later, Yvonne. Good night. Good night, good night, good night.